This yeah. is why scripture tells us to pray for our enemies. It doesn't actually tell us to pray for family members, but it does tell us to pray for enemies. And there's a reason for that. Sometimes it gets blurred. And sometimes <laughs> it gets blurred. Well, I'm super excited about this episode because we're going to be talking about home for the holidays. Hmm. And, you know, people either have great holidays or people go crazy on holidays. And we or want... Or it's a combo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, you know, I find that sometimes people like revert to their worst childhood behavior Completely. and memories during holidays. Uh, I love my mom. God bless her. But we all held her breath every single year until she opened her gift. And if she liked her gift, it was going to be a good day. And if she did it, there was going to be beep to pay. We all remember that. But we don't want that to be the lasting memories for people. And so we want to just share some of the things that we've learned so that you can actually make your holidays stress-free and honoring of Jesus's birth. <laughs> just just going to say it. So Julie, like what is one of your favorite things that was a takeaway from your childhood memories? Not the ones you're building, but maybe something you said, I'm going to bring this one forward. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, well, for me, and this isn't the holiday season that we're currently in, but it was always the 4th of July because the 4th of July, for some reason, held a lot less pressure than Thanksgiving or Christmas and a lot less like expectation. And my family did it so big. Like we have a family picnic. I think it's on year 30, 40. They just did the wow. 40th annual. Wow, wow. And yeah. so wow. I know there's horseshoe championships. Yes, a horseshoe tournament. Addison yeah. and I's names are both on the, the trophy. The trophy. Yes. Love it. Um, and, Which is a big deal. It is. Like, it's a huge deal. We don't want to understand deal. what a big deal that is. We could do a whole podcast episode on horseshoe. <laughs> what a big deal it is. Um, but I'm, as you're saying that, and that's what comes to my mind, I'm, I'm thinking and correlating it to now being a parent and facilitating holiday traditions, that the fact that it didn't hold so much of the weight hmm. of Thanksgiving and even more so Christmas, that it was more just... I, I think the adults and the frame of mind of like, this is just 4th of July. We're all going to bring a side. We're going to throw some shoes. I, there was a lot of drinking involved too, but as a kid, I wasn't aware of those things. So you're saying it would be great if we could bring some of <laughs> yes. horseshoes into holidays. That's and what well, I'm hearing. All our just, friends down under could do that. Yes, they That's could. True. They could. They could. Just that stance towards it. Yeah. Like we're coming together. And this is what we do. It's traditional. It just felt less um, heavy. I think that's what can tend to happen to me in particular on the holidays is so, that heaviness. I still remember when we made our, like, we're like, okay, this is all changing. Because, you know, when you're first married, John and I were going to each other, like my mom and my brother would come, then we'd go to your family. And then there was this one holiday. I was pregnant with Austin, had Addison. He was, he was like, like two and a half. And all I remember was all of the adults had been drinking a little bit, not John and I, had been drinking. We had gone to the Christmas Eve like service at church, and then we came back, and all of the adults were like, let's just open the presents now. I don't want to wake up early in the morning. And then they were watching The Shining, 
And all I remember is in a back bedroom covering Addison's ears so he wouldn't hear Jack Nicholson like murdering people with axes. And I looked at John and I said, we're not doing this again. We're going to start some of our favorite traditions. And so, you know, one of our favorite traditions was we celebrated Christmas, but we didn't necessarily include the fake Santa Claus. We included the real St. Nicholas. And, you know, so we, we told our kids there's like a real person, but we definitely wanted credit for the gifts. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just love traditions. And Lisa, you've built so many great traditions yeah, for yeah. us. But, you know, I, I what's on my heart right now is to talk about a couple things this this holiday season. There's a lot of people hurting. Hmm. They've lost loved ones. Mm hmm. Uh, either in the past year or they lost loved ones around Thanksgiving yep. to Christmas time. Yep. I just had a friend who lost his wife just days before Thanksgiving of this year. Wow. Uh, she was only 47. Mm. He's going to be really, really fighting this Christmas. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people like that. The other thing we need to go to, and I think we should talk about, is family can sometimes bring things out that are festering. Yeah. And, you know, w w the word of God is best operated inside the home. When there's a modeling of speaking kindly, yeah. if we slip up, there's a model of forgiveness, yeah. if we uh, we bear one another's burdens. And what a place to do it, right inside the family. Mm -hmm. And I think this is probably where a lot of people really are struggling. I mean, yeah, everybody understands it's commercialized, there's a lot of weight and all that, but I'm, I, my heart is heavy right now for the people that are hurting and the people that are and conflict in families. Hmm. And I'd love to be able to talk around about that around the table because we're, we're a couple days away from Christmas. Man, maybe this could make a difference in some family dynamics if maybe we just tell them what the Bible says. No, I'm, I'm yeah. One, yeah, I'm curious, yeah. Dad. Yeah. What, did, what did you share with your friend when he called you and told you, hey, this just happened? Like, What were those words of comfort that you shared with him? Well, I always say this, look, there's a, there's a grieving time yeah. and it's natural to grieve. Now, Paul, of course, says we don't grieve as those without hope. In other yeah. words, mm -hmm. right. there's not a grieving of I'll never, ever, ever see yeah. my beloved again. Yeah. However, there is should be a grieving of I miss them. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be with them. And years is going to go by. And years is a long time for me now in the light of eternity. It's nothing. It's a, it's a, it's a vapor. But it's a lot of years for me now. Yeah. So I think there's a healthy grieving. And I think it's different with every person. I know when my dad passed, um, I would just all of a sudden just start crying and not even, not even, it sneak up on me, right? Yeah, yeah. it comes in waves. It comes in waves. Yeah. And it yeah. went on for about six months and then it was all healthy. I started mm -hmm. saying, okay, I can't grieve this anymore. I'm past this. Now I got to just look forward to the day I see him and I've just got to take away all the great memories. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I, I do want, because sometimes people are made to feel bad for grieving. And sometimes, I, I want to say, if you've got friends, the best thing to do sometimes is just be quiet. Yeah. But what I always tell them is it's great for the person if they're in the presence of Jesus. It's bad for us because we miss them. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. And I always pray and, and say, may the Holy Spirit minister comfort to you. Mm -hmm. And let's just face it, man was never created to die. When God put man in the garden, he never yeah. cre he created he him not to, to die. Forever. Right. And Jesus, as great as his sacrifice is, I mean, it is amazing what he has done for us. It doesn't take away that fact, that basic fact that we weren't, I don't care if somebody's 80 years old, mm -hmm. if they're 95 years old. Yeah. My dad was 95. I grieved like crazy for six yeah. months. Yeah. Not that I'm never going to see him again, but that, hey, he's gone. 
Yeah. yeah. And I can't pick up the phone and hear his voice anymore. Yeah. 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 And so I've it, lost both of my parents, which actually really is kind of a trigger at, yeah. at holidays. So holidays puts the pressure on it where, oh my gosh, it's amplified yeah. like 10 times. I know the one thing that was stated about my friend who lost his wife at 40 is his dad said he's just really looking forward to Monday. You know, we, we talked on Thanksgiving Day. He's looking forward to Monday where you can just get to work and forget about it. Hmm. So this time off and this time with family brings back a lot of memories. Yeah. Now, also, when you have time off, it amplifies situations that are festering in people. Yeah. Sure. I'm frustrated. Unresolved. My Unresolved life's not conflict. going the way yep. I want it to go. So who do we take it out on? We take it out on our family members. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying this is the time where we really got to focus on Ephesians 3 and 4, Colossians chapter 3, where it talks about speaking kindly to one another, being yeah. patient, overlooking yeah. each other's faults, yeah. forgiving even when the person hasn't asked for forgiveness. Yeah. These are the things that really are important as believers as we come into this holiday. That's really I'd love good. for you guys to speak into this. I feel no, like I'm driving I, no, it right now. I, no, I, I absolutely love what you said. And I feel like I feel like it's right on. I mean, we can we can talk about um traditions, but what are traditions if there's tension? Yeah. There's there's and pain and anguish yes, and, and strife. You're just going strife. through the motions yeah. exactly. and check it off. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I I think I think the tension though is always there. I think we're people of the tension. Even this season, this Advent season, we're in the tension. Mm -hmm. There was the first coming, we're waiting for the second coming. I think one of the reasons why holidays are so difficult for us is because there are triggers related to disappointments, to mm -hmm. hopes, to expectations that are both brokenness of the past, but also promises of the future. And we have to navigate those together. And if family, is so meaningful to God, which it is. God uses family to reveal his nature to us. It yeah. would make sense when family breaks down in our lives, it makes sense for that to be a, a point of great pain and disappointment yeah. and a trigger for us. Mm -hmm. And this is a time of the year where families come together. And I think they struggle to see each other beyond the current tension. Mm -hmm. And that's and that's really that's really difficult. Like that old saying, familiarity breeds contempt. Right. Like that's so true in family you have yeah. you have these family members who maybe go their different ways throughout the year and they're in work dynamics and friend circles and stuff like that and they're perceived one way and then they come into the family fold and oh you're just the kid who they did that it. or <laughs> you're just the 12. uncle yeah. who did that yeah. and and you feel that and it's challenging you're trying to find your place and you're trying to contribute and you're trying to receive and i think a lot of people struggle navigating that and that's why they avoid the broken and disappointing family dynamics that maybe they've been a part of. But I think to what you were saying, John, and even that saying familiarity breeds contempt, I, I heard it said recently, unless you are living by the spirit, yeah. Yeah. familiarity can then breed safety and trust. Yeah. And that's yeah. where we have to rise to a higher level of being, yeah. where that could be the default within our humanity, but we're not bound by that. We have the opportunity to say, no, I'm not going to be bound by familiarity breeds contempt. I'm going to continue to be curious and amazed by these people who mm -hmm. I've known for years, but they continue to change and grow. And that's yeah. nothing short of miraculous. Right. Well, and you, you picked, yeah, you actually picked it up right where I was going. If you look, no, <laughs> well done, did. Julie. Well done. But Ro Romans 12, <laughs> we, we find the only competitive command in scripture. And it's yeah. to outdo oh, each other yeah. in showing honor. 
No, honor. It's, it's specifically oh, honor. honor. Yeah. Showing okay. honor. It's true. Yeah. And, yeah. and the right. idea of honor is I refuse to label you, to define you by my small understanding of who you are. Mm-hmm. Even the word oh, respect. Oh, so good. Respect. Can you say that yeah, yeah. again? Because that was I, I, really the good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they need to write that yeah. down. No, because, no, because no, it's like you, you just... My small understanding of you. I refuse yeah. to define you, to yeah. confine you by my small understanding. Yes, I know a part mm-hmm. of who you are, but only right. God knows the full story. That's right. And I love how God even like you see that moment god working his way through jesus the expression of jesus engaging with the woman caught in adultery and the way jesus said hey i don't condemn you it's condemning you with a sense of finality yes she sinned yes jesus addressed the sin he said go and sin no more but he refused to stand there with the accusers and say hey you're always going to be a failure so going back to this idea of honor Mm -hmm. during the holidays i think because people feel dishonored they go into a family dynamic looking to prove themselves and oh, validate themselves yeah. in the eyes of their family, which yeah. makes things what? Awkward for everyone involved <laughs> because no one really is operating from a place of authenticity and trust and openness. And it just makes things weird or forced or complicated when they don't need to be weird or forced or complicated. But one more thing, then I'm gonna throw no, it over because no, I, no, 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 I know no. you have something to Take share. A deep breath. One more thing. Stop. Respect, and I love this, respect. R-E-S. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. <laughs> respect is the refusal yeah. to just look at someone one time and figure them out and move on. Hmm. The The word comes from R-E, which means to do something again, like right. repeat, mm-hmm. and spect, like spectacle look. or spectator, to look. to look. So literally what it means, respect means to look again. Hmm. So wow. I'm not gonna look at you casually and just move on to the next right. thing. I'm going to look at you and seek to understand you, seek to know you, seek to be known by you. Y'all, this is the greatest promise that we have in 1 Corinthians 13, the yep. love chapter, yep. is that one day we will know Even as we are known. Are and I love what you shared about the power of the Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. If we are people of the Spirit, then we right. can honor in, in dynamics where we feel dishonored. We can perceive what's going on behind the facade because yeah. the Spirit of God is trusting us with God's heart for that person. Mm. And I know... For me, where I have missed it in my family dynamic is when I've looked, I'm just no saying, one like, here. <laughs> <laughs> no, like it, people around this table, let's just be real. And people who are part of my family who aren't at this table is when I look at them and I'm like, oh, this is, this is what this person does. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, just I participate. Them to a pat- exactly. Yeah. I participate in supporting that pattern mm-hmm. instead of being prophetically disruptive in their life mm-hmm. by speaking hope and yeah. prophesying hope yeah. and participating in hope in that dynamic, whatever it looks like. Mm-hmm. Okay. You I love played that. right into what was on my heart. <laughs> this is just amazing. Because when you said the only thing that we're called to do is out honor each other. Yeah. yeah. And um, I started thinking about the way God honors us, which is mind-blowing when you think about it, how we offended him, we did something that we deserve to burn in a lake of fire forever. That was our just reward for what we did to God. But yet, listen to what David says about God. He said, you know when I sit down and stand up, you know my thoughts when I'm far away. You see me when I travel, when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I'm gonna say even before I say it. How does God know what he's gonna say before he says it? 
because he has looked deeply into David, because David then yeah. goes on to say, your thoughts about me outnumber every grain of sand that's on this planet. In one cubic square foot of beach, there's 500,000 grains of sand. One cubic wow. square. God can't exaggerate. Yeah. So he says, my thoughts about you outnumber all the grains of sand on the planet. Now, what are those thoughts about? Like, I, I figured it out. If I had a thought about Lisa every 6.3 seconds in the 40 years we've been married, I would get a shoebox full of sand. God can't exaggerate. So what is God doing? When I first married Lisa, I didn't know what she liked as far as salad dressings. I didn't know what music she liked. I didn't know you when she- You still don't know what, what music I like. You think <laughs> I like jazz and salad I don't. Dressings. I'm trying to convert you to jazz. But anyway, for 40 years, I've thought about her ways yeah. and what how she would answer if somebody treated sure. her like this and how to come in and protect her from this. Well, God does that with us. Yeah. So yeah. he spends these gazillions of thoughts thinking yeah. about how we would respond, how what we do, because he has sought to know us intimately. Mm. Now, when we seek to know our family members with that kind of intimacy, we're going to have a lot more patience with them. We're yeah. going to have a lot more love for them. We're going to cover the multitude of sins. Yeah. We're going to honor them. We're going to respect them. Because if God takes that kind of thought process about each one of us, who are we not to do the same with our family members. No, I, I love that, Dad. And if you look at 1 Corinthians 2, this promise that we have, and Paul makes a radical statement. He says, you have the mind of Christ. Yeah. Otherwise, you can participate yeah. in you, God's you universal consciousness. Yeah. Like, and I'm not, yeah. like, listen, I know that may sound a little new agey to people out there, but y'all, like, let's just be real. Like, yeah. God, he sees everything. He knows everything. Right. He participates in everything. Yeah. And when it says we have the mind of Christ, it's saying you, by the Spirit of God, can tap into an awareness about that person, about that situation that allows you to be a representation for the heart of God in that moment. So very practically speaking, though, right. yep. people listening to this and some of it sounding so lofty to where they find themselves <laughs> in their current situation, yeah. Yeah. how practically... Can they, like, what are rhythms that they can incorporate into their crazy holidays? Well, how can are, you, I say how are you meditating on people? Well, wait, what do you yeah. think of, like, am I, am I thinking about, oh, he's competitive. Oh, he, he's, he's harsh. Oh, he's, and I'm saying all the things that Addison isn't. I'm saying, oh, he. Say the things that people he, may have thought about you. He's selfish. <laughs> he's, he doesn't oh, think gosh. about other people. These are all the things Addison is exactly not. But I'm thinking, yeah. but, but I'm, am I dwelling on that? Yeah. Because according to what God says is he's he's looking yes. at us from a from a from the eyes of love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So if I'm thinking about my family members like uh oh, jerk didn't didn't send me a text all year and now he wants to come to my house for Christmas. Okay, you've just you've just started out as a you you've put the whole thing in a losing situation. Yeah. So what do we do? Hope believes the be or love believes the best mm -hmm. of every person. Yep. Loves hopes are what fate without fade mm. they're endless yeah. yeah i'm constantly hoping constantly hoping if they haven't changed if there's an area that needs to be changed i'm not responsible i'm a child of this family of god yeah it's god's job to get them to change we're responsible yeah. for our response it, now yeah. if yeah. i'm if it's i'm good. a parent in a family i've got some responsibility if you know I'll, don't don't get me sure. wrong but but there are things you know we got to focus on and what we focus on is what we can change yeah yeah, Our behavior. Yeah. Whenever yeah. I was mad at Lisa, God's dealing with me about my behavior. I'm like, God, but listen, she's doing this and this and this. He would say nothing to me about that. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you know what else he showed me, which I'm really sad to say in my later years? I finally realized her upbringing. 
I finally realized she had a mom and dad who hated each other, who divorced twice, who um, had mistresses. And I'm like, I had no compassion for that. I had no understanding of that. But, you know, if we do, it helps us to be able to have fadeless hopes and be an agent that brings the godly change in our family members. Yeah. Going back to what Juliana said about familiarity, breeding contempt, that is a saying that does not yeah. have to be a truth in our lives. I love that you said, actually, we could make it a place of shelter, a, a place of understanding. Familiarity or familiar actually is rooted in family. Mm. And so family can be one of the most beautiful things or one of the most contentious things. And yeah. talking about, you know, Addison, talking about refusing to see who they are becoming, yeah. judging them based off of who they have been. Yeah. You know, so I remember I was going through a situation, Addison, where there was a person that repeatedly gossiped, betrayed, and just kept doing stuff. And I thought, okay, I'm going to give her one more chance. Yeah. And then it happened again. And I said... I said it just in my head. I thought, that's it. I'm cutting her off. I'm not going to deal with this anymore. And I remember God saying to me, is that how you want me to treat you? Hmm. He was like, because the measure that you're using on her. And he said, when you judge somebody, you say they are never going to change. Yeah. Therefore, I never need to be reconciled to them. Yeah. And God is saying, do you want me to say that about you? Because I don't want that. Well, that's to why it be... says judge not and you'll not be judged. Exactly. So here's the thing. We have a chance and I, I kind of feel like we went way deeper and it was amazing. We should. That's yeah. what we're no, here no, to no, do. No, 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 no. I loved it so much. They can watch any ABC, CBS, NBC show to yeah. about, uh, decorations and <laughs> yeah. how to host people Traditions. in their homes. No. <laughs> we're called to speak to men's hearts. So one of the things I'm thinking, <laughs> it, it, you know, Julie asked about what is a practical Mm -hmm. First and foremost, yeah. I think that if we're inviting people into our home, we need to give them a new beginning. Yeah. Mm. That we can actually on purpose say something like, you are welcome, you are wanted. You know, we we believe that who we've that. been is not who we are becoming. And at this table, we honor your voice. We honor, I mean, just be very intentional yeah. to be inclusive. And then in addition to saying all this, I think we need to model it. And I think that we model it by owning any bad behavior we've had in the past that mm -hmm. has triggered people. And just, even if it's just a, a, a action of humility to say things like, you know, I know in the past I've been really tense during holidays. I know in the past there's been contention. And I want, I want to ask you to forgive me for not creating an atmosphere that felt safe and loving and welcoming. You know, talking about familiar coming from, say family. it again, family? Yeah, so it's rooted in the word family. So I've never had this thought before. I, I want everybody to ask yourself a question. Do you want to be like Jesus's brothers? Or do you want to be Ooh, like Jesus? Like who are my mother, my brother, okay, and my sister? Okay, so no, sister. no, stop and think about this with me. No, just just stop and think about this. Jesus' yeah. brothers judged him as being crazy, as being out of his mind. That's in the Bible, okay? Mm -hmm. They're they're his actually they're actually have contempt for him they because they him. said, hey, yeah. they have contempt. They mock him. They said, hey, go, go to the feast, show yourself off. Nobody that's going to be famous is going to be famous unless they go show themselves to the world. Or do you want to be like Jesus, who's looking at these guys, going, oh yeah. You're going to be one of my leaders in the church. I see your future. Hmm. Even though he's acting like an absolute jerk, 
Jesus sees the potential of God in him and yeah, in, in, in his brother James. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 I, I'm just gonna say it's so easy. Anybody can look at somebody with a critical eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All you need is two eyes and a carnal brain. Yeah. yeah. But to be able to see what God sees in a person, because God takes that time to look into a person and be able to speak into that. Mm-hmm. That's what you did with our four sons. And, oh. and and you did it all the way growing up as you would speak into their future. Yeah. And so um, this Christmas, hey, man, we're, we're going to gather with our families over the next few days. Look and see the potential. Ask God to give you his eyes to see what's coming down the road and speak into that for that person. And don't treat them the way they've behaved in the past. Treat yeah. them in the way you Protect want them to be. yourself from abuse. I, I get that. David yeah. had to leave the palace when Saul was trying to pin him up against the wall with spears. Okay, right. I get right. that. Right. But David was always hopeful. He called him my father when he was mm-hmm. a jerk. He was never a father. But twice, even yeah. when he, Saul, Saul yeah. proved to David that he was a cold-blooded murderer, he said, my father. David's constantly speaking into the potential that God wanted him to walk in. Saul didn't, and, and your family member may not, but that's what that's what will please God when you're when you're like Jesus and you, you speak into the destiny of your family. Well, and Love using it. the examples of both Jesus and David and Joseph, going yeah. back to what Addison was talking about, how we come into these situations with our own insecurities yeah. and trying to prove points about who we are now and how we're not whatever we used to be or they've said that we are. So I think that is a key to being able to look at other people through that lens is to first receive mm. from God yeah. the lens of who That's am good. I? That's good. Because David knew who he was in the eyes of God. Right. Jesus certainly knew who he was in the eyes of God. And starting with that is how we then can offer it. Yeah. Very good. It's a, it's a season, uh, the proclamation of peace. Yeah. Like we are. And goodwill. Peace and goodwill. Good. Peace, goodwill between Hope. us and God. And also because it's peace and goodwill between us and God, it could be peace and goodwill amongst us. Yeah. And I think that's the greatest promise in this season is, is peace and goodwill. So why not be people who embrace that? And one more practical thing. I know you're going to close it. it. One more practical thing. I'm ready. And we're talking about the life of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. And the life in the Spirit with the Spirit is the practical thing. I mean, it just is. Not the weird thing. It's not the weird thing. Mm -hmm. It is the practical thing. Yeah. Uh, Spending time each day. Dad, you've modeled this so beautifully in my entire life. But spending time each day to genuinely pray for the people in your family who you're going to be with. So that you have the Father's heart toward them when you go into those moments of interaction. I mean, this is the same throughout the whole year. I encourage the team of Messenger, hey, if you're struggling in a dynamic with a team member, make sure you're being very intentional to pray for that team member. This is why Scripture tells us to pray for our enemies. It doesn't actually tell us to pray for family members, but it does tell us to pray for enemies. And there's a reason for that. Sometimes it gets blurred. Sometimes (laughs) it gets blurred. And we're praying for our enemies as we pray for our family members. So that's the first thing. The other thing that I would recommend is don't be surprised surprised when things happen. Like don't let yourself get caught off guard. Be mm-hmm. be prepared. Be yeah. hope for the best. But in those moments be when prepared. someone goes speak. off, like just be like, okay, you know what? Yeah. I'm I'm prepared. I'm prepared to navigate this, to walk through it. I'm not gonna let this go to level 10 very quickly, which I have not always done the best job of that. None of so, us have around this table. Yes. Maybe Julie, I don't know. But none of, not us yeah, three. Julie wouldn't say so. <laughs> oh, baby. No, honey. We, you know what? Our imperfections are just actually 
connection points for other people. So it's not a problem. I don't think so. Well, listen, I am going to, I love this episode. I'm going to want to hear it again, not just holiday. And we want to hear from you. Mm -hmm. We want to hear your comments. If you want to go ahead and post a comment on the YouTube, that is the best way for us to access it. But you can also feel free to email us at mail at messengerinternational.org. Org, yeah. O-R-G. And I love this conversation and I just think we need to continue talking about these things. We want to wish everyone a very blessed Christmas. Everyone, thank you so much for joining us here today at At Home with the Beviers. Guys, we are always so thrilled whenever you leave questions that we can go right ahead and answer. So if you have any questions, make sure to leave a comment wherever you like to listen to your podcast. Also, make sure to rate and subscribe. It really helps out our show and helps it get all around the world. Again, guys, we are so thrilled that you joined us here today where we want to help you create a legacy starting at home.